Great to have your company this morning. Deb in Fadden says, I wasn't lost, but now I'm found. <laughs> For the headline hero. Centrelink call centre staff, night out ruined by same song, continuously played all night. There's another one. Love them. Keep them coming. Did you have children? Perhaps you desperately wanted kids but weren't able to have them or perhaps you made the conscious decision and choice that you didn't want kids for whatever reason. So from our discussion around having a family and the struggle that that is to keep yourself together during that time to managing it on a a bigger level, maybe you've got children and you think about the world they're going into, population growth is vast. It's it's increasing one one percent at the moment, population growth across the world. Now for for the billions that we just counted on Worldometer, it's we're up in the seven billions now. And every million billion beyond that seems to just boggle us and maybe you just shut down the thought of that. But I'm wondering how many people our planet can sustain. What is the growth that we can keep feeding and clothing and housing and providing for. You know, in the animal kingdom, population of a species is somewhat self-managing. But in the human animal, are we managing our population so that our planet can keep us going? Joining me in the studio is Rod Taylor. He's a writer and broadcaster and and journalist, but he's also with um, Sustainable Population Australia. Hello, Rod. Uh, Good morning, Lish. What do we mean by sustainable sustainable population? Oh, it's... It's what we can live in with the means of the planet. How much can the planet actually support? So as you said in your introduction, every person has an impact on the planet we all consume. I was up at uh, Mount Tom Price a few weeks ago and I saw the huge hole in the ground. Now, Mount Tom Price used to be a mountain. Now it's a hole in the ground. And all through the night, there were trucks rumbling down the road, three uh, what are they called? Triple bogies. Those trains, 2.7 kilometres long. All these huge statistics. Well, that's that's an asset that we are spending as fast as we can go. So when you, what what is the number for how many people? Oh, a number. The planet. Is oh, there a number that yeah. they say, okay, once we hit that, then we are no longer able to I, keep the, the Various people have made uh, estimates of what that should be. I wouldn't attempt one myself, but I'm pretty sure we are past that number. We are considerably past that number. I think I've heard numbers like 3 billion, something like that, but uh, I don't want to guess a number. When I was looking at worldometers.info, it's interesting watching that, that clock, and I don't know if how, how that's measured or if it's, it's obviously just an algorithm to, to demonstrate how population births are over deaths. Over deaths. Yeah, and yeah. it's almost twice as many births happening as, as deaths. That's what, that's what I, I'm seeing there. Well, Is that true? Lish, if I'm on air with you for 20 minutes this morning, world population will increase by roughly 4,000. That's 4,000 births over deaths. And that's 4,000 people that have to be clothed, housed, and all their waste. All their waste has to go somewhere. You can do a, a really simple calculation with yeast. And you can put some yeast in a a jar of warm, sugary water, right? And yeast will, in the right conditions, double its population about every 90 minutes. Well, guess how much the yeast will weigh after two weeks or thereabouts? 
the mass will increase, will be greater than the mass of the planet. That's population, that simple doubling of one gram. And we are on that really steep part of the slope where our population is just really going crazy. Why does it worry you? Why is it a worry? Yeah. I, I care about the future of myself, uh, self-interest, if nothing else. Uh, I, I care about my children. I have, I have two beautiful girls. And I wonder what sort of planet a person will be born into now. What is their future? Because we, cannot, we just cannot continue at this current rate of growth. Uh, I look at the impact of Canberra. And you see, when you, when you come into Canberra, the sky is filled with these giant cranes, construction cranes. They're like those invading machines from the War of the Worlds. And they're not shooting out ray guns. No, they're popping up these ugly concrete boxes. Now, I live in Belconnen, and if you look at Belconnen, the place is it's being smothered by apartment blocks. And we're now on uh, North Point Avenue, where the studio is, all up and down here. So it has a very real effect on our quality of life. We're told, though, growth is good. Yes. How, how can we grow economically, limiting our yeah, population? Mean, because there's that whole, you know, Peter Costello and one for, one for mum, one for dad, and one for Australia. Yes. It's, it's very macho, isn't it? I mean... One, one for the family, one for the nation, and even Julia Gillard bought into the big Australia thing. And it's, it's a chronic, it's a crippling lack of imagination. Can you not think of a way of having a strong economy other than just pumping more people into it? So in the political realm, both the major parties, they want a big Australia or they prevaricate about it. Maybe they make some noises to say, oh, well, we're going to cut back. But uh, the, the, the conservative parties want to, uh, they want to import cheap labour. Uh, even the Greens won't mention it because it sounds like racism when we talk about uh, immigration. And so the, the Greens are, are almost silent on the question of population growth. Because population growth takes into account births and immigration. Yes. Oh, no, births and immigration. Um, and then uh, deaths and emigration. Yes. Am I right? Yes. yes, yes, yes. So people leave, arriving with us and leaving us, basically, and, and getting that to balance out. How do how do we we put into the mix there migration, managing migration as well as births and deaths? We well, can't manage deaths. Yeah, our immigration levels are running at extremely high levels. We're right at the top or towards the top of the OECD nations. And uh, as I say, I think they're trying to import cheap labour. How do we balance it? Well, we could cut that right back uh, very quickly because uh, we are struggling in Australia to to keep up with infrastructure. Out the window here, I can see the tram, and that's been really contentious. Well, imagine that would be unnecessary if we didn't have that rate of population growth. Uh, Immigration would be the primary thing, and we should uh, keep our uh, refugee intake because that's a humanitarian thing. But that would be the prime one. My guest this morning on ABC Radio Canberra is Rod Taylor. We're talking about sustainable population. What does it mean and how we can 
manage it, how we can manage our growing population in the situation we find ourselves now in, sorry, with, with, our, pla- with our planet having to sustain an increasing population. I was just reading this, the stats, Rod, that at the dawn of agriculture, about 8,000 BC, the population of the world was approximately 5 million. So over, uh, then over the 8,000-year period up to 1 AD, it grew to 200 million. Yeah, and then it grew grew steadily for a while there, but then the second billion was achieved in only 130 years, the third billion in 30 years, the fourth billion in 15 years. So you see this rapid boost, and if you look at the graph, it's flat, 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 and then goes off the scale. Yeah, if that was my superannuation policy, I'd be really pleased. (laughs) But but it feels, in a way, like if I can have children. I, I, and it's my choice to have children. It feels a little bit selfish to say you can't have as many children as you want. Yes, I, I agree with you entirely, Lish. We all know the great joy of that children can be can bring. And I wouldn't want to preach people about you know you shouldn't have children. But as I say, I do wonder what kind of world we're bringing them into. Uh, I, I feel a great sense of dread. I have to say, and. Uh, also, those numbers that you were rattling off just now, we are on that really steep part of the slope where the population is just going up such a, a, a crazy rate. Uh, it was enough to make an economist jump with joy when they see numbers like that. But can you think of a, a system that will grow infinitely? Any system, anywhere? I, I can only think of one, and that would be the universe. And even we're not sure about that. Rod, what about on a local level? You mentioned the tram out here and the, the cranes growing our our city. How can we, uh, I, I guess we're seeing overcrowding in schools and hospitals already in, in the ACT. How are we, are we ready to accommodate the population that is planned for Canberra planned, because we plan to boost our population here? Yeah, well, the ACT is limited because we are uh, subject to national population levels. So people go where they want to go. And there's this notion that, oh, well, we'll just put people out in the regions. We'll make them go to Wagga Wagga or uh, uh, Mount Gambia or somewhere where they need people to run their local businesses. Well, people don't stay there. They, they come here and then they'll go where there's employment. They'll go where there's opportunities. So we can't control where people go. Can we cope? I, I think the, uh, the budgets of governments are struggling in, here in Canberra, the amount of money. We, uh, <laughs> the government's forced to flog land, to flog real estate to balance this budget. <laughs> How long can that can go on? What about our resources here in the ACT? We've got the, the dams, for, say water, for example. Yes. That water, yes, we have that big extension to the Cotter Dam. Now, that water doesn't magically appear out of nowhere. What we're actually doing with that dam is we're taking water out of the Murrumbidgee uh, irrigation, uh, out of the river itself, and all the people downstream, the river itself, the farmers, uh, those farmers are growing crops, and uh, we, we like the food that they produce. So we are sucking those resources out of the natural environment. My guess this morning is Rod Taylor. We're talking about population growth. I wonder if you have a thought on this. Maybe you made the choice not to have children because of 
the concern around adding pressure to the planet, which still feels to me like a really selfless thing to do, having had two children, replaced myself and my husband, I like to think. But but how, I'd love to hear from you what your thoughts on this are. Um, Tony in Scarn says... Uh, 25 million is said to be the absolute maximum for a sustainable population. So 25 million, maybe 25 to be the absolute maximum for a sustainable population. I think you might mean... The Australian population. Australian population, perhaps. yeah. yeah. Yep. I believe we've already passed this point, says Tony. Does this mean we are now on a spiral to decline? <sighs> I, I don't like to sound pessimistic, but yes. Really? Yeah, I think it's. I think we're in real trouble. We're in real trouble. We're, How do we manage it then? What's the proposal to to manage this without bringing in something like the China, you know, one child policy? How do you do it? Ah, uh, well, in Australia, I'm not so sure. Other than uh, managing our immigration levels, but uh, internationally, uh, empower women to control their own fertility would be the number one thing by far. And successive governments have been cutting back on foreign aid, and the population growth and just in New Guinea is really high uh, in places in our immediate region. Uh, do we want to see environment refugees here? No, no, we should help those people to manage their women in particular to manage their own fertility, and that makes a huge difference. And we can also look to places around the world who have fairly stable populations like Japan, for example, they're, they're not doing too badly. Well, their, their population is, growth is negative. In some countries, I know in Germany, lots of many parts of Europe, their population growth is negative and that's a concern for them. Well, I, how, how do you put that? Is it concerned? I mean, you know, how big is Tokyo? How big is Berlin? Uh, if you lived in that city, would you say you want more cars? You want more traffic? You want more struggling hospitals and schools? Is it just, Rod, I guess, is it just a matter of fear we're having, you know, that we might have to to change our living standards a bit? I, I don't think we have to. There is some really good academic work on sustainable populations, on steady state economies, and the transition to that wouldn't necessarily be easy. And I don't want to claim any expertise in this, but a lot of very good work has been done to show how it is possible. And we've got to start looking at that because right now we're bumbling towards a really, a really bad future. So, in terms of in in Australia, why does our government want high immigration? Because this, this obviously this this um, it, it's tightly linked to the economy, and and you look at the the requirements to be um, an immigrant to Australia. Young is is often key. So I'm sorry, well, I'm not sure. So, so why why does why does our government want high immigration? I I think uh, there's a part of politics who wants to import cheap labour. You think that's the? I think that's a large one, and also, as I said, it's a lack of imagination. There's this notion that we can grow the economy just by importing people. Well, if we're running at, uh, I think it's 1.23 percent in the last year, Australian population growth, then you've got to grow the economy and your infrastructure by at least that amount uh, every year just to keep up. So growth, if you want, say, 2 or 3% growth, you've immediately lost, inverted commas, uh, 1% of that just by uh, the number of people. 
Sarah's texted in saying, I had my two children in 1989 and 1991 and decided to have no more because of the population factor. Do you hear this a lot, Rod? I I don't. uh, Your choice to have children is a very personal thing. I I don't question people about their their choices and I don't question them about their religion. I I think it's something you, you have to decide for yourself. Uh, I have two children, and they bring me great joy. And how would I deny that to anybody? If you look at the places that have the highest population growth in the world, often it is in developing countries, and you mentioned just educating girls to give them then the choice uh, and and the and. The and wherewithal. Parts, parts of Africa, the population is oh, absolutely. absolutely... Three point, I think, what did I say? It was in Sudan, South Sudan, it's the highest population growth, 3.83%. So, yeah, and is their economy booming because of that? <laughs> but is there a bit of a, a factor there in if your if a child infant mortality is high, that you there's a bit of an insurance in having more children. Yes, uh, yes, that's got to do with, uh, it goes back to the foreign aid thing that I was mentioning. So if your quality of life is so poor that you have four children and three will die, uh, then, and also there's a cultural thing that in some cultures having a large family uh, is a really important thing to them. Uh, We met the uh, ambassador for Costa Rica recently and they have a very enlightened view on this. And they were able to take their population growth from really high, I don't have the number, sorry, uh, and, and cut it right back and doing it without destroying their company, their country. In fact, the country is doing quite nicely. Thank you very much. Uh, AJ says, right, so what Rod is saying is the island islands in the Pacific, you mentioned PNG, will, will sink slower with less population. Uh, AJ says it's got nothing to do with rising sea levels. Uh, no, no. Uh, so the weight of the people is going to push down the, 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 the I think. Uh, seriously, what decade do we say climate control is all about women's childbirth rates? How, how much is climate control about about population growth? Uh, it's definitely a very large part of it. I don't have this, the numbers with me, but if you want to cut back on your greenhouse gas emissions, your, your CO2, you can uh, wash your clothes in cold water, you can bicycle instead of drive and a whole bunch of things like that. It all feels great. But those things are nothing compared to the uh, effect of one additional person on the planet. <laughs> and so population is what I call the grand multiplier of everything. It makes every environmental problem more difficult. And that definitely includes uh, the greenhouse effect, so-called, or climate change. Right, I think... We'll end it there. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Thank you, Lish. As Rod Taylor, he's a writer, broadcaster, and as well, he's a member. You can find out more from Sustainable Population Australia. Just go onto the website if you're interested in finding out more about that. But certainly food food for thought is as our planet starts to grow under a growing population.